Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Great to be with you guys. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. It is time for all Gamecocks to get their comeuppance today. Enjoy it. Embrace it. It'll be over by tomorrow. Okay? It will be over by tomorrow. Um, 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663. Chris Phillips gets his comeuppance uh, about uh, 33 minutes from right now. Uh, Chris Phillips bet me uh, that the loser would have to wear the other team's hat on the show Monday. And I thought that meant that Chris Phillips and I had to get together and like swap hats or something. But Chris actually went out and and bought a Florida kid. <laughs> God, that must have been a painful purchase. You know, imagine buying mm. that after you just wore the L over the weekend. But credit to Chris, man. Like he wore it. He owned it. I, I, frankly, folks, I think he looks a lot better in orange and blue. You know, Diesel, again, remind me, what are the criteria for you've had it enough with your team? You know, like, yeah. you, 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 you've you earned the right. You're not a traitor. You're, you're, your home country has not treated you well enough to keep you. Yeah, again, I, I don't remember what we discussed last time around. This is just new criteria coming off the top of my head. You can tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right here. Uh, but I think it's 8 out of 10 losing seasons and a scandal that's embarrassing to the university. Yeah, okay. Or, 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 or and. Or, uh, but, and. And. Okay, so both have to be. Yeah, both have to be there. Yeah, so just like, just like just a bunch of losing seasons. You, you don't get to you don't get to leave your fan base because of that. Okay, just because one embarrassing thing happens, you don't get to leave because of that. But if both of those things combine, I think you know. I, I think you know, Captain Planet, Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, Heart. Those things combine and gives you the right to leave your fan base. Without looking, I can tell you, SM, you had that. Okay, <laughs> right. Um, I don't. How many losing seasons in the last ten have there been for Gamecock fans? Anybody? Bueller Fry. How many total losing seasons have there been? Uh, I'm seeing that a lot of people are getting very active with the block button. Mongo has apparently blocked Chris Phillips today. Mm. Uh, Mongo, Mongo, there's there's no reason for that. Mongo, you are you are a bleep talker in chief, and you've blocked another, another bleep, bleep talker talkers. like you. Come yeah. on, yeah. man. All right, so Diesel, uh, let's bring you in here mm. and uh, and share with our audience your brilliant idea, yeah. which is not only going to do me some good, but also a couple of our really valued listeners. Yeah, so I've got a good friend who who worked in radio for a very very long time, very talented guy, and he's he just so happened to be traveling through town today. He stopped by the house. We hung out for a little while tomorrow. You know, you start chatting. Or, uh, we started. Uh, hung out for a little while this morning, and we started chatting, finding out like what's going on in your life. It's been a while. What's going on in your life? It's been a while, and uh, and this guy, um, 
he is he's a certified life coach now. He's a life coach, and and a lot of what he what he said he does now is he's you know getting parties together and trying to help them square things away. He's not a therapist; he's a life coach. Um, it, it's all about uh, it's all about coming to terms with with issues you may have with someone and moving past that, learning how, learning how to move past that to have a brighter future. So you know, I I thought it would be a good idea. To bring him on, not right this moment, but in the future, next couple of days, next week or so, and try to figure out a way to repair the damage between Mark Ryan and South Carolina Gamecock fans. And he's going to life coach you and hopefully life coach Gamecock fans collectively in the listening audience to to, to not be upset at you. And so- then you guys can, can move forward in a positive way. But that was that wasn't all, Diesel. There was another specific. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. What is the? Uh, there was another specific intervention. Correct. That this, that this life coach was correct. also going to take part. Now, of. to to be able to achieve this, I think this is something that absolutely needs to happen. But to be able to achieve this, we would need to get permission from these two parties to come on the air, and life coach it out, and figure out a way to move forward positively. Going forward. And those two people are Mongo and Shadow of Death Valley. Those two, I mean, they go at it constantly. And Mongo is is probably typing in right now. He's in the live chat right now, probably laughing with a big smile on his face. He's like, yeah, this sounds like fun. Um, those two go at each other a lot to the point that I had to yell at them last week. I had to yell at Mongo. Mongo, stop. Stop. You are doing this. You know you're doing it. Stop. And he can't stop. He literally cannot stop going at Shadow of Death Valley. And Shadow of Death Valley can't stop going at him. So I thought it would be a great idea to bring this life coach on the show (laughs) and see if we can repair the relationship between Mongo and Shadow of Death Valley. And I know Mongo would be down for it because he's a fun guy. He's been on the show before. Did a fantastic job in the segment that he hosted of the show. I guess it was about a six months to a year ago, something like that, when he came on. Did an absolutely fantastic job. He did. I we, love, we, we love you, Mongo, on the show. We really, really do. So the question is, can we get Shadow of Death Valley to agree? Because I don't think he's ever called into the show. I no. know he's messaged in a lot. No, he, he is very, very serious about keeping his cover. Okay? Okay. So it's like, you know. Well, you don't have to give names I, on the air. I struggle, I struggle with that, Diesel, because Shadow of Death Valley has been, like, I can tell he's a super smart guy. Yeah. I can tell he's a super successful guy. I can tell that... Um, what if it's like Mayor he, Knox White? He's got a big heart, <laughs> right? Like, he's got a big heart. But he, like, I criticize other people who don't show themselves. Because it's always... Remember last year, Diesel, there was a Gamecock fan that had, like, a goose head? And we got him, we got him like, he got banned because he was making threats, got banned from Twitter. You know, like, it's hard to respect the people who don't put their name on it. But then, like, you got you get, like, a shadow who's, like, a really good dude and a successful dude and a smart dude, and he's got a big heart, and he'll like posts from Gamecocks when they're actually, like, being objective, right? So I, I don't really know where I, what, what to make of that. But I do appreciate what Tim Lipsy says here on, uh, on the YouTube chat. He says, Mark, the real Gamecock fans ain't mad at you. Being a Gamecock fan uh, have for over 40 years, and this is just Gamecock football. Guys, like, I, I just can't tell you, I believe you guys deserve better than this. You know? Like, you deserve better than a coach that blames everyone else but himself 
after the game. Okay, so it, it seems as if we've got a potential yes for Mongo. Mongo, I need confirmation on whether or not you would be willing to come on the show and for, for a segment and life coach it out, just you and, and this life coach and Shadow of Death Valley, and see if we can get you two together to, to come together in, in a more positive way. Now, Mongo, that is not a constructive thing to say. First of all, he says, absolutely, I'll come on the show. And then he says, Shadow of Death Valley is a coward. And he won't come on the show. That, well, that, that's Mongo's opinion. And see, that's exactly what we're trying to fix here. Okay. That's exactly so, what so, we're trying so to fix. So, Shadow, Shadow, let us tell you this, okay? If you come on the show as Shadow of Death Valley, um, we will not reveal anything about your calling. We won't reveal the name that it shows on the screen or the number or anything about that. If you want to come on the show, Shadow, and take part, okay, you can maintain your cover. But uh, this life coach would be good for all, would be good for all of us. Gamecock fans, you deserve better. Like 90% of you are good people, really good people, okay? And, you know, like it's like you can't, it's like the crazy uncle in your family, you can't corral him. The bottom 10% just ruins it for everybody and makes me really revel in spiking the football on you today. You guys are good people. Yeah, I told you I met a, a Gamecock fan. Like, we were at um, Fall for Greenville Diesel yesterday for two minutes, and this guy comes up. He goes, Mark Ryan. Mark Ryan, yes. Hey, Mark, this is my name is Michael. Uh, I'm a Gamecock fan, but I still love you. I still love you. And I'm like, yeah, Michael. And he goes, man, give us hell tomorrow. We deserve it. And I said, I will. But how about the fact, Gamecock fans, like, Diesel, can you explain this to me? I'm in Greenville, and we're at Fall for Greenville, and it's a festival. And I took note of this, Diesel. I saw 12 different people when I was there wearing Gators orange and blue with the Gator logo on it. I saw two people wearing Gamecocks gear. This is the state of South Carolina that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? So why would I see 12 Gator fans and two Gamecock fans in the state of South Carolina. Well, there I was assure a, you it ain't like that in the state of Florida. There was a time period, Mark, where, not my words, these are not my words, where people would say that Gamecock fans would hide in plain sight. Meaning Gamecock fans were going out. I've said that. But they weren't wearing their gear. You know, you, you, you can go out wearing any color you want, but they're not putting on Gamecock hats and sweatshirts and, and T-shirts and, and all that, beanies, none of that stuff. So... That's what's happening yesterday in downtown Greenville. Mm. Hiding in plain sight yet again. Let's get to Crazy Ralph. Oh, I, I, this is, I'm so looking forward to this call, Crazy Ralph. The floor is yours, sir. Yes, I got nothing but friggin' love for you, Mark, because I'll tell you what, you hit the nail on the head. We got a child running a football program right now. He's like a little boy in a candy store. Somebody's giving him the keys to daddy's car. He's running it right into the ground. Look at this moron he got to be our defensive coordinator. That guy's secondary couldn't cover up bed with a sheet. I sat there all night long, all night long, about to pull every one of my last hairs out, listening to this friggin' guy try to coach a defense. When is this going to be over? When is this nightmare going to end? I have to know. And you know what? You know what else you're right about? Our fans suck. I'm so tired of getting online and getting on Facebook and going to these these articles where they're trying to pay tribute to the greatest college football coach in the history of college football, Stephen O. Spurrier, 
the greatest coach we ever had. We had to get him from Florida to teach us how to win, and we got morons in our freaking fan base that run this guy down. Every time there's an article posted about him, it drives me nuts. Like we were ever even friggin' relevant before that guy came along. And they, want to, they wanted to bring his team out and, you know, salute him the other day for homecoming. And all I saw was a bunch of Gamecock trash online calling him a quitter and a loser and we don't want him back. Are you kidding me, man? The best memories I ever have as a Gamecock fan are because of that guy. I'm more upset at our fan base at the way they treat the great head ball coach than I could ever be at you for you guys just doing what I expected to happen for us to have a chance to win and then crap the bed in the end. So congratulations to you, Mark. Congratulations to Napier. I'm out, brother. Diesel, can you please make that the best thing we heard today, tomorrow, <laughs> Wednesday? How many drops did he give us? The defense couldn't cover a bed with a sheet. When's this nightmare going to end? <laughs> that one's going nightmare? in. And then, Diesel, let's get that call up on social media, can we? Like, how do we get a whole call up on social media. Crazy Ralph, you have so much talent. You know, like, I, I got to tell you, brother, you know, you have the talent to do sports media because you bring the passion, you bring the noise. There's a lot of hosts out there that are afraid to have a big opinion. You know, like, they don't want anyone to be mad at them. Um, we but, should bring Crazy Ralph on the way Howard Stern used to bring that dominatrix on to do the weather. yeah. <laughs> But your ass is going to be it's hot. hot. It's cold. It's real cold. <laughs> yeah. But your ass is going to be plenty hot. <laughs> uh, uh, I just want to know if, if Crazy Ralph was listening the other day when we played those angry Patriots fans calling in to Boston radio, and I want to know if he's related to any of them. Oh, that, oh it sounded like him. <laughs> so, I mean, Crazy Ralph, that is a talent, my friend. The fact that you can bring such a strong opinion with facts and passion and the one-liners – that is a real talent. Mongo okay. says, this tells me everything I need to know about Ralph. Spurrier killed this program. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me, come Mongo? On. Come on. Come on, dude. Spurrier is the only good thing that ever happened to your program. All right. Honor him. Appreciate him. Let's get to Nelson from Spartanburg, who's up next. I appreciate the call, Nelson. You're off sides. Okay. Well, that last guy gave me a, some, a little something else to rant about. But, That's tough uh, to follow. There. Number one, going, going into this season. Uh, we we knew everybody in August. I mean, all the Carolina uh, guys on radio were saying this is a six-win roster. We're going to take some lumps this year because the roster is just not there. So so that's it. you know. But I, I appreciate Beamer. This first time I saw him a little bit mad going into halftime this past week when he was saying, you know, we're telling our guys we're coaching, do not jump when you get to the quarterback. And said they're leaving their feet. But the thing that pisses me off, and I've been I've been screaming the whole weekend, and I was doing this three weeks ago in another game. These players have got to stop running full speed at the quarterback and at a receiver. They had this game won three times and did it the same yep. the same way every yep. time. They had the quarterback nailed in the backfield, and that stupid egghead ran straight at him full speed, and he didn't even stay outside of him. All he had to do was stay outside of him two feet, and the guy has to go back inside or he gets nailed. Instead, he runs straight at him inside, and the guy just spins off and goes outside and has five seconds to throw the ball. Same thing when, when the, the defense backfield had them covered down, and he has to throw one yard to the receiver out in the flat. And stupid Marsalis Dial did the same thing again, ran straight at that guy full speed, and instead of slowing down and making the guy having to try to fake him out and slowing him down for one second where three other guys were coming up to help, he runs straight at him and then whiffs straight by him full speed. 
I am so tired of seeing that. These guys have got to know you can't. You all he had to do was just stop and make the guy. The guy made the first down. Th- it was third. Well, Nelson, and Nelson, Nelson, can I the, can I interject something here? Yeah. Um, I yeah, I ahead. think you're missing. The, I think you're missing the mark, Nelson, by not putting any of the responsibility on Beamer, especially when you consider that the coaches who are going to become great coaches, the coaches who are going to pop, almost always do so in year three. Now we know that Beamer is not going to do it in year three. When you watch this team in year three under Beamer, should they not be playing with more discipline than they are in year three? Should they not have better offensive and defensive line play in year three under Shane Beamer? I I get the fact that you like the guy, okay? But let's call a spade a spade here. Let's be a little bit objective. They're not where they should be under his leadership. They they are the the players he the play, best players he has right now are the freshmen he's recruited. Now, this year, next year they're going to be da- darn darn good, and in twenty five they're going to be loaded. So I like where they're headed. But we knew going into this year that the, because the players had lost in the transfer portal and some of the people injured uh, that they were going to be hurting. With numbers, okay. Well, but, no but, numbers but okay, right okay. But, but but Nelson, Nelson, the over under is six and a half wins. Okay, um, right now, you'd be lucky to get five. So the over under was six and a half, meaning you win the bet if they win seven, you lose the bet if they win six. Right. So this, they are underachieving even those mediocre standards. Well, when you when you get to well, I don't know. It's mediocre if you win six games. With this roster, with the toughest schedule in the country, pretty much you, you're 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 okay. We knew that. Well, I'd say we knew that it was going to be a little not a step back this year, but that it was going to be tougher this year because of the of the personnel and the numbers we have. Hey Nelson, and I, right I, now he's so short of players. But I'm tired of seeing players being put in the position to make plays and then just whiffing on the play. That game that game was over with three times, and the player, the play, the correct play was called, and the player whiffed on the play because he ran full speed at the guy with the ball and just ran right by him. I, Nelson, I, I appreciate I appreciate your perspective. Thank you very, very much for the call. I think that also falls on the head coach, though. You know, it, like you got to – everyone's accountable for poor play, right? Every single player is responsible for that. You are dead right. There were three different occasions in that game, Diesel, three different fourth downs where if South Carolina stops one of them, they win including that 4th and 11 and by the way diesel you've now seen the flickering lights on that yeah. play on that play that was the play he's talking about where they're blitzing Graham Merce and instead of going from the outside and make him go back inside they allowed him to get outside and he's able to just roll to the right and complete it i mean there there was no discipline on that blitz whatsoever what did you see? Did you see any flickering lights at opportune times? There was definitely some flickering lights. Uh, I had seen that a little bit, and I just watched it. I'm like, is, is it just poor video quality? What's going on with this? But no, it's not. Uh, as Graham Mertz rolls to his right and winds up to throw the ball, the lights definitely dim and then come back up. And then right as the wide receiver is about to catch the ball, the lights dim and then come back up. And now this is only made possible by this this modern invention of LED lights all over these stadiums. Used to not be possible. You know, if you flipped off the old uh, the old halogen light bulbs or whatever they're made of, those things would take an hour to cool off before you could turn them back on. Remember, like your your sure. elementary school gym class, sure. if they turned the lights off, they had to sit there and cool off for a while before they would come back sure. on. But no, not with these LED systems. They can do that. They can flicker the lights. They can mess with them. So. I'm not saying that somebody in South Carolina's 
stadium crew did that. I'm just saying it sure as hell looks like it. Yeah, and I, I'm, I echo what Diesel just said, right? Like, I feel like South Carolina and their program, with me, they've lost the benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to share something like that when I see it because I don't trust them. I don't trust them. IT Gamecock is now dubbing this Lightgate. You like Lightgate or Flickergate? Which one is better? Either one is fine by me. All right, <laughs> we'll get to a lot of your texts and calls and tweets next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Okay, let's get caught up on what you guys are saying because there's a lot to get to here. Okay, there's a lot to get to here. Okay, I'm going to fly through these. I want you guys to be heard. All right. Uh, let's see here. Boy, there's a lot of text coming in, Diesel. Wow, you guys are the best. Uh, let's see here. Um, total buffoonery says hunt GBT total buffoonery. That was buffoonery. That was complete and total buffoonery. There you go. Uh, spur daddy says, if only we would have gotten Kirby smart. It was so close. Uh, texter says, Mark, a lot of Florida fans were wanting Napier fired last year as well. Next text. Guys, when I die, I want the Gamecocks to be my pallbearers so they can face me fa face me, and let me down one more time. <laughs> Tim and Gaffney, be my pallbearers so they can let me down one more time. Mark, what are your thoughts about the major comeback Stanford had over Colorado? My thoughts are that um, think about what the attention would have been last year if that happened to Colorado. It would have been a footnote. This year, because of Prime, it was front-page news. Roster's not there yet, but he's doing a lot of great work. Uh, if the chickens want to go bowling this year, a texter says they better rent a lane at spare time. <laughs> oh, these lines are great, guys. They're great. Maybe, maybe in two years we'll get rid of Beamer and hire Coach Prime. Texter says our ass is already tender from the spanking we got from Florida. Can you lighten up some, Mark? I'd like... <laughs> 
I'd like to be <laughs> I'd like to be able to sit down sometime this week. Oh, let's see here. Uh, Texter says, Mark, I've always been a loyal listener to the station from day one. Two years or so prior to you coming here, I always thought I was fair. Uh, maybe I was wrong. If I don't want SC fans, then just tell us. I'll gladly stop listening. No one condones people going after your wife or you or your wife or anyone personally. No, man, we want Gamecock fans, and you're welcome here. But you're you're not going to get a show that doesn't criticize you. When you need to be criticized, you're going to be criticized. Okay? Same with Clemson. Same with South Carolina. Clemson fans will tell you we do the same thing with them. Uh, how come the lights were flickering at the Gamecocks game? We've got to that. Texture says, I agree with you, Mark. Us Gamecock fans deserve better. I'm about fed up with broken and shattered dreams. Texture says, classless culture in Columbia. They fight their own fellow fans. Good win for your Gators. Thank you, Texter. That bottom 10% doesn't listen, Mark. I understand the whole shock jock approach, but the Gamecock fans that you say are good people are having to listen to you bash them. Not exactly fair to us good people. I think I've made that distinction clear, though, Mongo. I think I've made that clear on the show today. As a Gamecock fan, we deserve for you to give us heck. Go ahead and ramp it up, Mark. So says Spurdazzy. Texter says, get it. Get him, Mark. Love your energy and passion today more than ever before. That stupid chicken rooster thing was Gator Bait Saturday. Hashtag go Gators. Love you too, sir. Could the Gamecocks really fall off their rocker and only win two games? I think four is the minimum. They still have Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt. Hey, Mark, I got a good bottle of wine to help you relax. So says Jack from the tasting room. Uh, Jack, sounds good. I'll see you later. Tasting room, Diesel. Ever been? No, never been, but I did go to Juniper over the weekend. I love it. it. I love it, Texter. Says, keep going at the bottom feeders. Be even more aggressive. Uh, Texter says, Mark, you don't have to be nice. You hate all of USC. You hate their alumni and fan base. Just tell us to F off and we will. No, I I actually don't feel that way. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Okay? Uh, Texter says, Mark, let Mark cook those dumbass chickens. (laughs) Texture says, seriously, they're the worst fan base in all of college football. You see where this text line is going? You got the one or two guys that is not supportive, and the rest of the audience get it. They get it. They get the show. You know, our audience understands when they're in for a spanking and when they're in for a party. And if you're a Gamecock fan today, you're in for a spanking. Okay? There will be party days in the future. Today is not that day. Chris Phillips joins us next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Chris Phillips, uh, you don't think he's ducking us here, do you, Diesel? You don't? You don't? No, 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 you no. Don't think Chris, so? Chris isn't that kind of guy. Chris isn't a ducker? Okay. We have Chris Phillips scheduled for this segment. We got a uh, we got a no answer uh, when we uh, when we just called Chris in the uh, in the last segment. Yeah, Chris doesn't strike me as a ducker either, but uh, I do not know uh, what is going on there. So let us do this as we await uh, Chris Phillips and Diesel. If you could shoot him a text or 
uh, something we will would love to get him on, and uh, and uh, he's got to he's got to face the music here. He's really got to face the music. Uh, Texter says, okay, seriously, Gamecock fans are the worst fan base in college football. They run their mouths like Alabama with a with a with a Vanderbilt trophy case. Probably won't even make a damn bowl game this season. Their fan base is basically the personification of a Jerry Springer show. Wow. Uh, let's see here. I told myself I was going to tune in today and get absolutely berated. I, I told myself I wasn't going to tune in today and get absolutely berated by Mark Ryan. Uh, but here I am. Absolute heartbreaker. I was there. I was there. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry you were there, and I appreciate you tuning in to face the music. Uh, Texter says, I accidentally sat in the Gator sections, and the fans were nice as hell. Bunch of people were leaving at five minutes, and I told them, hold on, y'all. This is this is SCC football. It ain't over till it's over. Joined right now by Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. We were worried you might be ducking us for a minute there, uh, for a minute there Chris, but um, happy to see you're not, and as is always the case, we have a very, very special treat for you as well, Chris, today and every year when this happens. Maybe this is the year he'll sing it with me, Jason. What do you think? Uh, he hasn't hung up yet, so that's Maybe good. this is the year he'll sing it with me. Okay, <laughs> the next bet is Chris Phillips sings it with me. All right, Chris, here we go. Chris, what do you got? Go Gators! Let me feel it, Phillips. Go Gators! Come on, Gators! Get up and go, Chris. When will you learn to stop making bets with me on the mighty orange and blue, my friends? Despite the fact that if South Carolina had just stopped one of three fourth downs, I I would be wearing the Gamecock hat right now. Uh, Chris, I appreciate you facing the music, my friend. Um, I I was really rubbed the wrong way by the way that uh, Shane Beamer threw everyone on the bus under the bus in his postgame presser, except him. Did that bother you the same way it bothered me? Well, Mark and Diesel, first things first, let me say I appreciate you having me on. I'll say this, Mark, next year you'll have to include that in the bet because obviously I've been facing the music all day, donning the uh, the orange and blue cap, which – your good friend Chris Doring, former Gators receiver, uh, really loved to see that. That I've never looked better than I had today. In I, our agree. Conversation. I agree. I agree. Listen, yeah, listen, there's there's room on the Gator bandwagon, sir. There's room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. But uh, you know, admittedly, Mark, when I first saw it on late Saturday night, I don't know if it's just because I was still kind of in the days of of watching that game or what have you. It didn't really strike a chord with me at that point, but. You know, going back and watching it on Sunday, I, I, I'm a bit torn on it because it's one of those things where you'd like to see your head coach take accountability off the jump. And, you know, when he's asked the question, he was very quick, right, I thought, to throw some guys under the bus. And it's it's a disturbing comment for a number of reasons, right? We've all got our commentary on Clayton White, the defensive coordinator, but if you're going to go out there and say we're calling certain things and they're not being done or they're not being executed, it's like, well, why are they not being done so? Like, are players not – listening to you or do you not have the proper talent or proper ball players out there that can execute what you're asking like two and two just don't add up to four in that scenario um on the flip side mark i would say that this is the new age of college football where it's it's nil and it's portal and it's professionalized and you know i think as coaches mark as the heat 
turns up on them earlier and earlier and earlier in their tenure, I think you're going to see them clap back a little bit more. We've seen other coaches do this as well. And so I just, I wasn't totally stunned by it. I will say this though, Mark, whatever excuses you want to make, if you're on the Gamecock side, if you want to attack Beamer, if you're not on that side, that's totally fine. I'm just tired of seeing Shane Beamer make headlines when South Carolina loses. Like, even if he wasn't in the wrong and he feels like he's not and Gamecock fans feel like he's not, we can all agree that I don't know if Shane Beamer needs to do some breathing exercises or yoga or meditation before he goes and speaks to the media after a loss, but he just got to stop being led by emotion because everything he says can and will be used against him. So I think it's one of those things where Shane Beamer, he's still a young coach, and we talked about, you know, it's how he handles the media was one of those things. I'm going to be interested to see how that evolves. And he's just still got a long way to go because, again, everything he says can and will be used against him. In that scenario, you're the head coach making $6.5 million. I know players are paid. It's best, though, that you just own up to it, say, we got work to do, we got to coach better, keep it moving, and leave all that, you know, throwing guys under the bus and, calling out players, leave that for behind the scenes because it's just a bad look no matter how you spin it. Chris, were there moments in that game, especially late in the in the in late in the third and in the fourth quarter, where you felt like that game was just a lock? You felt like you had momentum, or did, were you kind of, you know, playing ping pong in your mind the whole way through? <laughs> I, I you know, I, I don't know if I ever thought it was a lock, Diesel. I, I did think when South Carolina went up ten, I think with nine minutes to go, I, I felt pretty good about South Carolina's chances. That is until I saw the entire student section doing the Gator Chomp, and I felt like, well, here come the football gods to torment South Carolina yet again. I got a bad, got a bad feeling that's not going to end very well. Um, the, the thing that astonished me most, Diesel, was end of that game. I just kept thinking to myself, okay, there's no way they get this fourth down. There's no way they get this fourth down. There's no way they make this play. There's no way they convert this. And you got to give Florida a lot of credit. You know, obviously we talked about this today. You know, you can look at the South Carolina side and say they imploded, they fell apart. And it's certainly fair criticism and fair to say that. But, I mean, Florida, just the, the clutch factor and the gutsiness and to do that at Williams-Brice Stadium and the throws that Graham Mertz made and the plays they made. And, I mean, you got to give Florida a lot of credit. So, yeah, to your point, Diesel, I mean, I, I was confident going in that ball game. I remember sitting there right before kickoff thinking to myself, there's no way South Carolina is actually going to lose this football game, right? Because we saw the Vegas line tumble from Gamecocks to two-and-a-half-point favorite. That game was a pick em at kickoff, you might recall. And I'm thinking to myself, there's just no way, right? There's just no way South Carolina is going to allow Florida to come in and, and walk out of victor. And this is the game they have to have. And, again, it looked good for a while. But you got to give Florida a lot of credit for just really, uh, you know, finding a way there at the end. And, and obviously, South Carolina now, you're, you're really left scratching your head and wondering what you're going to make of – of year three of Shane Beamer. Now, Chris, you uh, ranked the SEC signal callers before the year began, and you had Graham Mertz last. Would you like rice or corn with that crow? <laughs> yeah, Gator fans, definitely. They went back in the archives and found that one. And uh, I'm actually tempted, Mark, to drop some midseason SEC quarterback rankings just to amend what I did over the summer and what I said about Graham Mertz. And, you know, I, w- I was one of many, but obviously I'm the one on your show right now, and South Carolina is the one that played Florida. And, Again, I notably went on air and, and said that Graham Mertz was the worst signal caller coming into the season and in the SEC season, if you will. So uh, he's certainly not the 14th best quarterback right now, and I'm, I'm more than happy to eat crow, and I tip my cap. And, I mean, the dude just played out of his mind at Willie B. And he's been playing well all year, but that was a different level. And, again, like I said, Mark, the thing that stood out most was, you know, it's one thing to go out there and do it and play well, but when you do it in those clutch situations and you make those throws, 
down the stretch, and you factor in Florida's road struggles and, you know, what he was able to do in overcoming that and exercising those demons. I mean, you can't say enough good things about what Graham Mertz did in that effort. Now, Chris, um, so the audience, I don't know that the audience knows this, but uh, with my Flickergate, so uh, I was very disturbed to see that the lights were flickering at very important moments for the Gators at Williams-Brice Stadium uh, during the game. And there is now video that's been circulating about that. Now, Chris and I have got a good relationship, and Chris said, Mark, I don't think this is your best look, and I appreciate that, Chris. Uh, You are always welcome to tell me exactly how you feel. But Diesel was unaware of all of this today, and I just said, Diesel, can you watch this clip and just tell me what you see and tell me if you would also – be have the hmm emoji where the guy's rubbing his chin and be skeptical if you notice exactly when the lights are flickering and diesel what what did what was your take having seen the video well I, you know i said I, i'm not saying that somebody in operations staff had a finger on the button and was pressing a button or or letting off a button but from that video from the evidence that you showed me and that's all the context i have the lights definitely dim and brighten back up at exactly the point of release and at exactly the point of reception. So, so you know, Chris, when this is a program, Chris, whose video guy, Justin King, has treated you horribly, okay? This is a program um, whose head coach tried to get me fired when I had direct evidence from inside the football building about his OC plans, okay? And then I had the same people inside the football building apologizing to me for the way their coach was acting. Okay, so to me, Chris, there's such a thing called benefit of the doubt, and South Carolina's program has lost the benefit of the doubt with me. You saw the video, Chris. Does it not look shady to you? And I'll say this too, Mark. I understand where you're coming from, and I know I talked to you about that this morning off the record in the sense that I, I, know, I know what it's like or know what it feels like to uh, – feel like South Carolina's kind of got it out to get you, and, and it's easy to hold a grudge in those instances. But the only thing and the biggest thing, Mark, going against you and, and Diesel, here's some context. Our good friend in all kinds of weather.com was there, and, I mean, he loathes South Carolina. He loathes them. So if that was happening, Mark, there's just no way he wouldn't have said anything. Like, he, he would have jumped out of the stadium to say something. So unless he <clears throat> just totally missed it, then – you know, which I, I just don't believe would happen. Again, Neil is a guy who's pretty smart, pretty clever himself, and he, he would have gone on. He would have been happy to go on record and say something about it. Uh, and I'll say this too: if, if South Carolina did have a finger on the button and they were trying to mess up the opposing offense, they might want to try a different button the next home game because <laughs> that button didn't work very well. No. Uh, Graham Mertz loved whatever lights were shining, and Ricky Pearsall and the rest of the gang, they, they loved it. So yeah. um, to me, Mark, in my honest opinion, it looked like the the lighting from the camera that they were using changed. It didn't look like lighting in stadium changed. And, again, I wasn't there in person. You weren't there in person. Diesel wasn't there in person, but there were people that were there in person that say that did not happen. So uh, okay. I would say their word is pretty solid, but, I mean, to each their own. That's, that's why I reached out to you, but – Again, I, I know what it feels like, Mark, to kind of want to stick it to the man, if you will, and, and feel like you, you've got a you know a, a bone to pick and a grudge to hold, and you know that's your business. Obviously, I'm not going to get in the yeah, way no, of no, it. No, 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 but, but uh, Chris, it's more I learned just... a long time ago, man, that, that holding a grudge it only hurts the person with the grudge. And that's yeah, why but... I choose to 
I, you know? I hear you. I hear you. But it's more that uh, the Gamecocks <clears throat> and the way they run the football program have lost the benefit of doubt from me. But I, I do want to ask you, Chris. Fair enough. Fair I do want to ask you. Um, my belief is, you know, 90% of Gamecock fans are good people. Okay. Um, they're fiercely passionate about their school and about their team. And I'm friends with a number of them. Uh, ran into some over the weekend. They said, Mark, give us hell on Monday. And I said, you don't, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but I, my belief is that these good people deserve better than what they've gotten, Chris. Deserves better than a coach who's two and four in year three and is throwing the players under the bus, you know. Deserves better than the history. Deserves better than the bottom 10% of that fan base, giving the entire fan base a bad name. Do you not agree that the vast majority of Gamecock fans just have gotten a raw shake in terms of their football product and their football program? Yeah, Mark, if there's anybody that deserves better, it's certainly Gamecock Nation. I mean, you think about over the years, a long, frustrating history of uh, showing up and showing out and packing the stadium and, and not having much to grow about. You know, I'll never forget, Mark, I went to a game with my grandfather back in. It was, this was 2006. So this old man is probably – probably passed on by now but it was 2006 it was the south Carolina georgia game and we sat next to a guy who said he was a season ticket holder for 40 or 50 years or something crazy and you know he, he made the point to us that i've been sitting in this same seat for 50 years and i've never had anything to crow about and, and that just really stuck out to me in a sense that like there's people that really you know are going to these games and have been supporting gamecocks football and been dealing with the futility for over 100 years and it just it, it, that, that's why i'm never a fan mark there's some people out there that want to say that there's a loser mentality in Gamecock Nation. It's the fans' fault for accepting mediocrity. And, you know, I, I understand having expectations, Mark. We talk about that all the time, that, you know, you, you your program sort of becomes what you allow. But at the same time, to, to blame the fans who only give and only give their time and energy and money and what have you to, to Gamecocks football and Gamecocks athletics, I think is just you're missing the mark there, truly. I think there's other reasons why why South Carolina has the issues they do. So I think they deserve better across the board than you look at this year. And I definitely think, you know, Mark, you start talking about the midway point of Shane Beamer in year three, and, you know, it it doesn't look like how we expected it to. It doesn't look like I think how it should. You know, South Carolina was penalized eight or nine times in that game. You're making year one mistakes in year three. Uh, You know, we're complaining about the offensive line, the secondary, the defensive front. Well, I mean, Shane Beamer, his staff are the ones that put that roster together. So all those holes, all those deficiencies, you know, you knew you had those deficiencies when guys hit the portal or guys hit the draft, and you didn't go out and get anybody or you couldn't go out and get anybody that could fill those holes and, and you know, shore up your football team. So they've got to face the music in that regard, and they've they got to get it turned around in a hurry or year three could completely go off the rails. But uh, certainly if there's any fan base mark out that deserves better across the board, <clears throat> it's South Carolina, excuse me. All right, Chris, If uh, can you stick for about five minutes on the other side, Chris? Would that be okay? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, five more minutes. I know Diesel's got something he wants to ask. we we got to look ahead to the rest of the season here because it is just the halfway mark of the 2023 Gamecock season. And my pledge to you guys that my, you know, me making it personal ends when the show ends today. We go back to typical coverage tomorrow right here on Offsides. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.